to record a podcast interlinked. Interlinked. You are what you've seen with Stephen Hoover interlinked. Interlinked. What's it like to record reviews of movies that no one will hear in a little box sells? Sells. Blade Runner 2049 made no money within sells interlinked. Sells interlinked. Tennis Villanueva, Denis Villeneuve interlinked. Interlinked. All right, you're done. <laughs> I think I failed. I think I would have failed if uh, they would have sent me back well, to I the think factory. It, well, no, if you fail, then that's proof that you're a human, right? Oh, is that what it is? I thought. I well, guess no. so, yeah. Yeah, because he fails the baseline in the he movie. He fails the baseline at the end after because he, he starts, think, starts to think that, you know. Oh, maybe I do have a soul. Maybe. I love that part. When, when uh, she's like, you're doing well. You've been doing fine with that one. Without yeah. what? A soul. A soul. Boom. Robin Wright was so. Oh, my God. All right. Well, now that we're here, hey guys, what's up? It's John within and cells Steve. interlinked. And within cells interlinked, we're back with another. Uh, it's just a, we're just gonna be talking movies today. I feel like it, there's we're no, talking sci-fi. we're talking sci-fi. Uh, the new Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which came out a couple weeks ago, and then probably some Star Wars at the end since there's yeah. been some trailers. That's what you're all here for. That's what everyone's here for. Let's be honest. We're not we're not doing this for anyone who isn't here. Right, except for Matt. Except for Matt. Maybe. Probably not. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Rest in uh, La La. Rest in La La Land. That's where they all go to die. Um, all right, so we're talking about uh, Blade Runner. Yep. Uh, a month after it came out. Has it been a, a month? It's probably been a month. But the thing is, is I feel like still a lot of people haven't seen it. So Right. I have been just straight up recommending it to everyone I run into. Yeah. Oh, have you seen Blade Runner? No, you have to go see it. Well, like, the thing is, like... And I think I've mentioned this in some way in the past on this podcast and in life is that when I recommend movies now that are still in theaters, my recommendation is: Do you go see it in the theater, or do you just wait for it to be on right. Netflix or HBO or whatever? And this one, I have been so fucking vehement about: see it in the theater. Yeah, you have see to it go in the see theater it on with the big cells screen. interlinked. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's well. It was. I was like. A, I mean. It's the, from the opening frame. It brings you in. Like you have to be in a movie theater. The opening frame is just an eyeball opening, and then there's this just huge sound of just a wah, and it just sucks you right in. And it was, and then it, you know you have the uh, car flying over, and you see the desolate um, solar panels <sighs> and. Everything of just this dead earth. Even the the title card where they were, it was talking about it what had happened since. It, it was uh, about eight sentences, and it just brings you in. And yeah, and it was. I, I remember thinking the second time I saw it because the first time I saw it, and I'm I I bet you had a similar situation. Is that you are you're so wrapped up in what's happening? Yeah. Because you have no idea. Exactly. And it, it just, like the original, just keeps on sending you through loops, and you have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. And with this one, you're the same the same way the first time. It was, it was like the same time I, when I saw the first Blade Runner. First time I watched it, I was like, okay, what who what is it? What is a replicant? Who is yeah? Who is this? Like, what do they mean? Why are they owls? And with mm-hmm. this one, I was it was the same thing. And I remember the second time going into it with that title sequence and just everything about it the second time, but I think... I mean, this is like the beginning is a distillation of my whole feeling about the second time. Is that I just noticed how perfect every little thing was, and in that title sequence with the eight sentences, it was so perfectly timed. Every it was, it was. I don't know. I don't know how long that card was on, but it was just perfect. It was like every sentence popped up 
for with enough time for you to read it and process it before the next one came up. It wasn't too short. It wasn't too long. Like even those just little things like that well, where it's all right on. Yeah, that's what this movie I think was maybe most successful at was just nailing the little things. Yeah, just tiny things. And you sent me that podcast. It's nothing better than a podcast where you talk about another podcast. Right. Where uh, Ryan Johnson was interviewing Denis Villeneuve about uh, the movie. I and guess that's a perfect segue into our this podcast today because we're going to be talking about The Last Jedi. At the end. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but, but no, and he's talking about, there's this one scene where, where Ryan Johnson was just fawning over, there's a scene in Blade. Obviously, if you haven't seen Blade Runner, that's fine. You're one of basically, because yeah. no one saw it. Not no one. It made two hundred fifty million, but uh, yeah, it did well worldwide. Um, but Ryan Johnson's talking about the scene when uh, Kay, played by Ryan Gosling, goes back to the house from the first scene in the movie, mm-hmm. and he's looking for more clues. And he he notices the piano key that's off, and he opens the piano, and then there's that little tiny metal box right. with the sock in it. And and Ryan Johnson was just talking about just the way that the they had capture the sound of that box mm-hmm. just these little tiny things that were just so great yeah every and the director said every single sound was custom made for the film that's like, in, yeah which is insane all the little the little things like when he found the horse you know and he opened up oh. the, the creaky uh god yeah what was it oh. furnace yeah the the old furnace. furnace oh my god yeah. it's just in it I, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I knew we were recording this today, but I hadn't really thought about it since I had seen it. I haven't seen it in a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. And I just remember between the first time and the last time that I saw it, it's just all that I could think about. That was just, and, I was the same way. You know, when on I first so saw many, it, it just so many levels. Just, took over my brain. Because the crazy part, the crazy thing about the movie to me is while I was watching it, you're watching a movie that's supposedly in the future in a world that is supposed to be far out but i'm watching this movie and i'm thinking oh yeah this is all totally possible yeah like not in a sarcastic way but in a way where i'm like oh i could totally see this being being reality where uh the earth is dead basically people are you know we destroyed the world technology has taken over um, with the AI getting so good, you know, technology being so interlinked with you within know, cells interlinked, yeah, within cells interlinked uh, with life that you don't know what's real anymore, you don't know what's fake. That the whole question with the movie is what really is real? Yeah, you know, are these new life forms, the Andes, the androids, are they real? No, does are anyone they, call oh, them and you're nothing going. I don't think anyone called them Andes. That's from the book. Oh, really? In the book, they call them Andes. Oh, um, yeah, because, I mean, the whole thing, I think the big theme with this one, and maybe with the first one, not to the same extent. Well, no, to I guess. And it's about, I thought this one was about determinism, again, and that's, I think, one of the most compelling things for any movie to be about. You know, it's like, are these feelings mine yeah. or are they the product of everything else mm-hmm. or the product were of these things put that inside were... of me right and it's i think again that's something that I, th- I i think about all the time you know i like i have this kind of like thought exercise where i'll think when i like something say i like a band or a you know a kind of like a brand like a clothing brand or mm-hmm. food I, I just try to like retrace the steps like why what led me to here 
you know, yeah. and that's what this movie is kind of about, mm-hmm. particularly, particularly with the the whole the the dream creator. What was it? right? Celestine, I think was her name. Yeah, but yeah, and it's just she that created the memories really and dreams. that that whole that theme just really sits. Yeah, it's really heavy, and you know, I don't. It's not something that. I think it's something that a movie of this scope is the only kind of movie that could really take that on in that way. Right. You know. Yeah. Because you know, it's like a detective. It's a it's a detective movie, right? Right. It's a mis- It's like a mystery detective movie. But it again, it I think as is the case with a lot of good detective movies. It's not you know it turns out to not be about the case. It turns out to be the subject. Right. Which this movie definitely was. And there's just so many great things about it that I'm sure. We could talk about for two hours. Oh, I know. I mean, there's so much to talk about within it, which we, I mean, we'll probably talk for another 20 minutes about it and then we'll oh, move on. Oh, God, at least. But, you know? <laughs> but again, like, but I the feel, thing is, is like, I, I, I watched the first time, I, I'm sorry, I keep even talking. Yeah. But the first time when I saw that movie, and even into the second time, you, I just watched it with my, my mouth was just slightly open the whole time. Yeah. It was, I just kind of sat there and I, I just, I didn't want to blink. Right, you know, it's like you don't want to lose one millisecond of that, just like the overwhelming feeling. Yeah, and in a way, I, I remember I was watching it, and it kind of reminded me of the first time I saw Dunkirk, where mm-hmm. and Dunkirk is the second time I saw it. it kind of made me change my mind about it in a little way, but the first time I saw the movie, you're just kind of you get like kind of cotton mouth. Yeah, where you're just sitting there, and your your mouth, my mouth was literally watering. Right, at some of the shots and just the way. That the production choices kind of drew you into the situation. Yeah. It, oh my god. It was. What I I loved the themes of Blade Runner, like you were talking about with determinism, just the themes of like what is real and what is what makes us human, what makes us a species, what makes a, you know the idea of technology as a species, because I've heard that idea before in real life where. There's some quote, I don't know who it's by, but that humanity is the sex organs of technology. Like, basically, we are the sex organs of technological advancement, and they are just a product. They are a new life form that we are slowly creating. That's uh, Dennis Quaid said that, I think, right? Oh, yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, right? That was was who it was. Wow. Or was it Randy Quaid? I don't know. I feel like that's more of a Randy Quaid. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the idea that we are creating our replacements um, when it comes to these tech, these especially in this film when you're watching like the replicants and you're seeing them and they're trying to act human. It, it's not even that they're trying to act human. They're just like using the ideas of what it might be to be human. Like when Ryan Gosling's character comes Kay. home, when Kay comes home and he just puts on the play button of like all right now i'm going to do the i'm home with a wife mm-hmm. like acting that routine like, here's the routine that's going to you know basically be my baseline ground me in a certain way where i'm not just a lonely mm-hmm. person in a building you know and i don't know it's so crazy it reminded me a lot of social media and just the idea of what is real how do we perceive things um who do we perceive ourselves to be and then in just blurring the lines between the idea of like life is happening to us and we're making life happen i don't know because like the part where they're outside and he brings her out to the rain 
and you know it's a very intense moment the way the music swells and everything and it brings her in and she's feeling so like alive in that moment you know you you buying the idea that this is a person like this is an entity this is what the way you feel when you're standing in the rain is what makes you a person someone you love and then all of a sudden it breaks into her programming as a telephone call and she freezes and it takes you completely out of it yeah and it's like you know was that moment false because she wasn't real or because she is fake or was that still a genuine moment right you know what i mean like for the character it it was a very it's such an interesting it, it just was blowing my mind with things like that um yeah it's you're right and it's just again those those little moments and i i remember especially how she was the idea of that character that woman uh you know the program or does she i don't know if her character joy yeah that's the name she was a a product she was like something that a corporation created and sold this idea of a lover well that's the to me like the second time and i didn't really catch it the first time because i was again i think i was a little bit too wrapped up yeah but that whole character and obviously there are clear you know lines between that and the movie her but in this movie and i think it kind of even goes into it more is that there's that scene towards the end it's after she was destroyed by uh what His version love. of her. Yeah. Love. That was like another really mm-hmm. weird, cool character. Yeah. Um, but Great he, kicks. She kicked a lot. She, she... Okay, that's one thing I'm mad about the second movie. I, when I saw it the second time, I didn't count how many times he got stabbed. He got stabbed like like eight times in that yeah. movie, right? It was <laughs> He got stabbed so much. Yeah. Why? But he's also an android. And, but um, what was I saying about... Uh, that character no it was so he he's he's walking across that bridge and he sees that gigantic projection right of the the same product basically the advertisement the advertisement for this character who you have grown with the whole movie Mm -hmm. and there's some lot and it's something within that the the advertisement that says like tell like like sit like hear what you want to hear yeah and that was like the whole the whole crux of like the the twist in that movie is that he is actually not a human right kind of and it, the second time it's, I, the I'm co- sure. it's the coke of love or yeah. of like a wife and that well, the whole thing is or, that you know that joy program he wanted to be a human right you know and she told and she had basically she had convinced, convinced him, him i told you you're special i told you there was always something about you and it is she had and that's the thing you're watching this and are these genuine moments or was it programmed for her to say this stuff? Are you, you know? And that's the whole thing with just being alive. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, uh, what was it? Hold on. What am I reading? No, yeah, it's, uh, it's, God, it's just so overwhelming. Just, yeah. That, the moments with her, like, really stood out to me as things. And she was, just, uh, like, I had never seen an actress before. Anna de Armas was yeah. phenomenal. Again, in this movie, had some big heavy hitters with Gosling and Harrison Ford, right? And to a you know to a certain extent, like no pun intended, like Dave Bautista is a heavy hitter. Yeah. And um, but no, and again, it, those those performances were I thought all on the yeah. nose. I thought Harrison Ford was really solid. I thought Robin Wright was really oh, she was wonderful great. in that movie. And um, she redeemed herself at the end too. Mackenzie Davis, who played the uh, the android. 
prostitute was really right. good. She was oh, great. Oh, she was so good. Oh, um, you don't like real girls. That's right. right. And it's just the whole, and again, like, speaking to the whole thing where everything was so perfect. Mm-hmm. And every little, every little character was really well played, too. There's one that's, uh, in that a couple that really stuck out to me. It was the doctor in the hot, in the police department who was looking at the the skeleton, right? Coco, who yeah, was killed yeah, yeah. by love. I thought he was only in, I think, two scenes. Yeah, but just like the way that he was so wry about. There's that one. He makes some some joke, some weird joke about uh, androids. He's, mm-hmm. it, it's just the way that he delivered that. And the other one, and I I bet you felt the same way, was when he goes to uh, Wallace Corporation. And there's that secretary or the the office guy, yeah, the bald guy who's talking about the blackout. Right, right, right. And right. Just this weird, just this really memorable face. Oh, everything about this movie was just. I I I'm the picturing it so black, well. Yeah, the idea of the blackout is fascinating to me. Uh, how one of one of the short doc one of the short movies. I don't think you, have you watched them. No. One of the shorts talks about the blackout. The blackout is a fascinating idea to me because that is something that would totally fuck up the entire way our society is run, like our society right now. If it's the internet and went offline for 10 days, that's basically what happened. And it was like a Russian, it was even like a Russian thing or something that, I, or maybe that's just from the book. Maybe uh, No, well, no, uh, from, in, in the short, it's the... The first generation of the of the androids who who caused okay. the blackout. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. In the book, because I'm reading the book right now, uh, which is it's definitely uh, more taken as source material than a direct, uh, and it would be for the first film anyway. But it's a lot of it's taken as source material more than um, like a direct adaptation. But um, the whole idea. In it is that the Russians and the U.S. have made like a pact, yeah, on on like the way that they're using AI and technology, which is fascinating that that's like still relevant right now, <laughs> you know. And this book was written in the '60s or early '70s, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. The idea there's just so many ideas in this film to break down, and what I love it about almost, it, I mean, again, is it, that it they don't lay it out for you. It's stuff no. that they leave so much speculation on the table, which is what some of my favorite television shows, which we've talked about on here, like same thing with The I Sopranos. Mean, 2001 are, is the same way. Right, exactly. Um, Mad which is Men. a movie that I think has a lot of similarities with this movie yeah. in, that, in that respect. Yeah, where a lot of it is... It, it happens in the first film, too, the first Blade Runner. A lot of stuff is unspoken. It's just like a look. It's a way someone's walking. It's a... It's a movement. Um, it's one line that can be dissected ten different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like when he pulls out the file on the on the on the uh, Nexus Six or the Nexus Eight. I think Harrison Ford's character, um, yeah, the guy in With there. The he's eyeball? like, he's like, oh, there's nothing, uh, nothing fascinating about this one. Just pretty plain, you know. Yeah. And but he's talking about him like it's an old computer. You know, like like you would talk about the Apple II or something. You know, because that's how they're perceiving these people. I feel like. Yeah, it's just again, it's. Can we talk about Jared Leto? In this? I wanted to talk. Yeah, yeah I can we to talk, talk about Jared within, Leto within cells interlinked? Um, he no, Jared Leto. That's one thing that when this movie was cast, and I mean, I really honestly didn't really give that much of a shit about Blade Runner. Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't hold it with with. No, the I was the same way. I've probably seen the first one once, maybe twice. Yeah, same way. I remember when they cast Jared Leto, I thought, 
Here we go. Shit. Yeah. I'm ne- I've never felt good about Jared. I've never had one good feeling about Jared Leto. Right. I'm trying to think. Maybe when he was Blondie in Fight Club and Edward Norton was punching his face in. <laughs> okay. No, but the thing is about this, that character, the Neander Wallace, was just so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That it it could have... I can't imagine anyone else having played him. No, it reminded me a lot of Elon Musk. Like, <laughs> I'm actually... I was reading... I just read the biography of Elon Musk, and he's fucking insane. Uh, I could talk about that a lot too, but it reminded me of the of Elon Musk with these great Shells. ideas and these just interlinked. And uh, there's there's a line that Jared Leto has that blows me away when he's talking about because um, there's that scene. He's where, only in two scenes. Yeah, keep that in mind. He's only in two scenes of this movie. In That's his it. first scene, when they birth the new um, the new. I keep wanting to say android, but that's not what... The, the new replicant. When they birth the new replicant and he's talking to her and he's talking to love in the background and he says this line in such a way that it twists how I feel, how you feel about the line in the middle. At least it did for me, where he's talking about, I've brought us to nine planets. A child can count to nine. But the a child can count to nine. The way he delivers the line is when he first says, I brought us to nine planets, I thought he was bragging. But then the second way, then the, yeah. the second half of the line, a child, we should own the stars, you yeah. know, where you're just like, oh shit, yeah, like this guy's fucking insane, yeah, <laughs> you know. It, and one of the other uh, side prequels, uh, he they talk about him convincing politicians that they should make the nexus, and it's again, it's just that same, yeah. And I, you're 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 saying that line is like, you know, a child got tonight. It's like I can't think of anyone else who is who could commit to some, like those lines are in a lot of ways inherently insane yeah they're well, just they're, so crazy but and, someone that thinks like that is the only type of person that would make these kind of products yeah. like these ai living human products yeah and again it's it, this movie and you kind of base the movie around the character the character of k who's again very baseline very mm-hmm. just He's even results oriented, very even, and you surround him with these extremes, right? Right. Who are pulling him in every single direction, and like, mm-hmm. like hip, and like, and like that goofy secretary, and like, um, mm-hmm. uh, Mariette was Mackenzie Davis's character's name, and even, and then you know, then with. Oh god. The I'm, girlfriend. The, the girlfriend the, the, and, who's like change let's dance. Would and, you like this? And Would then the like... guy who is running the San Diego child slave operation. Just these right. really far right. out characters right. who are just testing him the whole movie. And mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What are other what are other things like noteworthy things? I one thing that I am I oh, I, I always notice is the score and I thought the score was really cool. I've listened yeah. to it a lot. I remember there was awesome. actually some some kind of not controversy but the guy who was originally going to do it uh Yo- johan johansson was uh who had worked on arrival and sicario yeah. Denis villeneuve's last two movies was taken off of it at the last minute and replaced by han zimmer and ben- benjamin wallfish um and there were a couple moments in the score that were very inception-y yeah and i'm sure i don't know if you've got that yeah 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 when i was thinking it's like man this sounds familiar and then i was like oh yeah but I it love, was like yeah I, I i listen to hans zimmer pandora all the time like well no I'm that's just, the thing like, i liked about this score stuff. is that i'm usually kind of mad about hans zimmer yeah but there are some re- i mean i don't know how much of this was his collaborator but there were some really cool 
kind of low end things that you know he's like Hans Zimmer very no, noted for the like the yeah. big and they this movie definitely had that particular with one that stuck out to me was the when he was flying to the Wallace Corporation mm-hmm. and it has those big groggy kind of like like chants like right. you know stuff yeah. like that and but again it was everything was more nuanced than things he had done before and that again the the score I think is a really good example of that Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other God? There's so many. The, the you were, we were talking right before we started recording that scene towards the it's the second shot is him flying into Sapper's house. Yeah, with those just this he's other world farmer. Yeah, the, and he's uh, just like growing these uh, worms, bugs, like yeah. these worms, these basically. Uh, and and it's just those those things that just everything about that movie. It's almost. If, if I had a criticism of it, is that everything was so memorable. Yeah. Everything was so, just hit so hard that it was almost hard to keep track of it. Right. And I guess you could look at that is that the movie in a lot of, in some ways, didn't give you any room to breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, is that, well, does that I, make sense? I know what you, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, the pacing of the film was very for a lot of people they said it was too slow i that didn't was, think that I at all lo- i that, that's what i'm saying i thought i, th- I thought it was i thought it was in a way it was high high paced i thought it was great because it brought you into every single scene it wasn't necessarily like just action based or you no, know like some of these again, terrible like the decisions in be. yeah no like the decisions made in the sound editing and then the production design everything there was not one scene in that movie that didn't have a purpose, right? And and it when you watch movie like that, it can be hard to keep up, right? Because you're every one of the first lines in the movie. The fir, I think the first line that really sticks is right before he's about to kill Dave Bautista's character mm-hmm. Sapper. Yeah, he says that line where it's something you know just because you haven't seen a miracle. And you're, yeah, I remember I was thinking. It's like, I was like, "All right, that's gonna that's gonna mean something." I, yeah, I can't exactly. let me let me let me not write that one down in the yeah. mental the mental notebook. And it's just these, again, like I said, if that that could be perceived as a criticism, and that everything is so composed. Yeah, and just the way that this movie came together is is so impressive, and how Villeneuve made it. You know, yeah. in a year, well, not a year, but just back to back off a movie like yeah. Arrival, which yeah. is similarly overwhelming and beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just, God, it's, yeah, it's wild. It's, it's really what, we haven't even talked about Harrison Ford's performance, no. which was, what's he was, messed up to me is that movies like this, like, this is one of, this is one of my favorite movies that I've seen in a very long time. Like, yeah, I it, fully I, agree. Fully I can't agree. stop thinking about it. I bought, like, I bought the book from, you know, I bought the original book just to read it because I wanted to find out more into it. I, uh. I've seen it multiple times. I know you have as well. And what sucks about this is that a movie like this is going to be... It's not going to be delved... Like, delved into... Like, there's so much more universe here that could be brought into with another film. But it didn't do well. Well, no, and part of me is almost thinking... I almost doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. Part of me wants this to be a self-contained entity. Right. Um, And... I, I think I was reading something, but you saw this that there was a cut that was originally four hours. Oh, really? Yeah, and that I'm that, sure they'll release a director's cut because that was the whole thing that's with the, the original. original. With the 
Yeah, with the original Blade Runner, for everyone that doesn't know, there was a theatrical cut, which was infamous for having a Harrison Ford voiceover throughout the film. Uh, there was basically a Harrison Ford voiceover throughout the film for every scene that he was just like... So bad. Yeah, which is just the weakest thing you can do. And there's a scene at the end afterwards when, when him and Rachel get into the the elevator together there's a scene at the end oh, where they're the, just the, like they're flying driving. through the woods Ugh. and you know it's like i loved her i love and it's another voiceover with harrison ford <laughs> it's, it's just so like bad. you just ruined the whole take the movie you know take it just take it and absorb it and come up with your own conclusions that's what's so good about this is you can see this movie and think about 10 different things from one scene um because it's not all laid out for you it's you're supposed to discover it uh, throughout the film and throughout different viewings and. Well, let's talk about a movie that lays it out for you. Yeah, I guess we should <laughs> we should evolve into a movie that lays it out right on the table and tells you everything. Everything. I know. I was thinking when you were saying that there wasn't any unnecessary things. All I was thinking about was the prequels when you were saying that. A couple minutes. There was no unnecessary scenes. There's no like. All right, it's been nine minutes. We need to like run down a hallway. You know, we, yeah. need, we need a scene where droids come in and we run down a hallway or something stupid like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there have been more. Okay, so we're moving on. We're done with Blade Runner. Uh, we'll, Just go we're, see never, the movie. we're never going to be done. I know, we're never going to be done with Blade Runner. Just go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, we didn't. It doesn't even matter if we spoiled anything. I don't think we even said the ending or what's well, going on. We well, talked no, more again, thematically. Yeah, but. well, yeah, and that's the thing about that movie that is so beautiful is that um, it was like honestly the I don't themes know. of it are what I'm obsessed with. The story is what it is. Yeah, but the themes and the ideas presented in the film and the way that it you can take it and you can map it onto our society right now is the kind of stuff that I'm I was what made me obsessed with the movie. Yeah. And it's again like I I, I I could probably explain what happened, but I it, there's what's the point? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It matter. really doesn't matter. It, that stuff's great, but and and the thing is, so and I I think I had mentioned this maybe last time, but it's fortuitous that we're getting this movie and we're getting Star Wars within a couple months of each other. Yeah, and those are two movies that the original Blade Runner and Star Wars, I feel like, are... They both came out around the same time. Yeah, and the, the thing that I have... I After the first time I saw Blade Runner, the original one, I, I always thought, you know, because those are two... It's kind of like the Beatles and Stones, you know? It's like mm-hmm. these two... You know, it's like one... You know, it's kind of like is a revealing thing about what kind of person you are, like, depending on which one you prefer. Yeah. And, and, and if that's the case, you know, they're kind of two, you know, two sides of a, of a coin, no? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, but I know what you mean. I think... At, especially considering this movie, is that, and I've said this before, Star Wars is not science fiction. No. It fucking fantasy. isn't. It's fantasy. And you can, you know, you can bicker it's about... Yeah, it's it's, and, it's not, it's... it's but again, you know, the, just be it as it may, these are two movies that will be compared to each other. Which I is think. unfair. But and yeah, well, the I, thing I is, know, and, I it's, in some ways it's unfair, in other ways it, it makes sense. Yeah. It definitely makes sense. Because they're two... Movie, you know, and Harrison Ford's in both of Harrison them. Harrison Ford's in both of them. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it. It just adds up. But yeah, Deckard or Han Solo. 
What are you? Oh, it's got to be Han Solo. Yeah, it's got to be mean, Han Solo. I mean, it 100% right. has to be. Yeah. There's no reason to apologize for that. It's no, there's, not no, a, there's nothing to apologize. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, but yeah, we got... A, yeah, and it's, it's kind of funny how if I'm much later, I'm like, why do I fucking give a shit about Star Wars? Like, why? Yeah. Like, so, but yet I tear up at the trailer. It's so trivial. It's so... <laughs> no, and it's... You know, and for me, it's with with Star Wars when I, you know, especially the originals and I consider those as these movies that despite being these big tent poles are they have some care, some some depth, yeah. some some value and you know, especially compared to shit like the like Avengers and oh, yeah. all those like what's what's making a ton it's of money like now. Those, but now I watch Blade Runner. I'm those like, Marvel movies are like they're all just comedies now. Yeah. Like that's they're just action comedies. Yeah, and it's and it's almost like, you know, you separate you Like separate. Guardians of the Galaxy did well, the first one, and now they're like, Oh yeah, now we're all just action comedies. Cause DC went so far the other way. Yeah. And it was such a bad idea that Right. And it's like, you know, I'm again like I'm thinking, you know, like I was like, Oh yeah, there's a big gap between Star Wars and and like the Avengers and then you know, like I'm looking now, having yeah. seen Blade Runner, I'm like, yeah. Like they're not. It's like Blade Runner is 500 miles away from Star Wars. No, and, that, and Star Wars is about five blocks away from the Avengers. Yeah. No, I mean, but again, let's not let's not. We've talk. talked about this before, where there's only like only like half the Star Wars movies are good movies, even. You yeah. know, even Return of the Jedi is one of the worst it's, movies I've ever seen. Yeah, Return of the Jedi is <laughs> as bad as Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, or it that. really. I mean, Return of the Jedi might as well be put in with the prequels, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, hot, re- hot take incoming. Yeah, I would rather watch Phantom Menace than Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that is super hot. That yeah, is, that's that's too hot that's for me. Blazing hot. Yeah, yeah. I would rather. I like Revenge of the Sith better. Oh, no question. Like, easily better. Um, no, yeah, okay. we've talked about this at length, <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, the new uh, the new Return of the Jedi or the Last Jedi, the Return of the Last, Jedi. the Return of the Last Jedi. It's the first repeat in names in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Phantom Menace. Yeah, Phantom there's Menace, been no, there's been no other Jedi's. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, we got some more content. All I can think about when I think of Star Wars is like I'm already tired of fucking porgs. I fucking hate. There's that they keep. There's that one scene in all the trailers where, where they it's, just it's, they pan. It's, and it's yeah, the it's porn. it's Chewbacca going, and then there's a poor going, bleh, bleh, and I'm just like, I, um, this I fucking it. thing's gonna be in all the movies <laughs> you know, now. I was just, you know, I think if there's there's one thing that I almost in in like a kind of a way I almost admire is that. The in terms of the marketing and stuff, yeah, they're not hiding what a what the porgs are. They're, oh no, they're, it's, they're, it's the kids. They're, it's they're, the kids. It's the lame people they, that aren't into Star Wars. There it's is the, there is nothing. It's to bring in women and children. That is, yeah, like that really. Oh my god, look how cute that is. It's, no, it's you know it, it. That's exactly what you it know? is. And I'm, I I can think of my you know six or seven year old. We cousin. put three hundred million dollars into this movie. We're gonna get every fucking person in a seat. <laughs> yeah, just... and it, and well, you know, I guess let's talk about porks. Yeah, so <laughs> let's, let's talk, talk about, about let's talk about porks, please. We're not, you know what? We're not going to talk about anything else. We're only going to talk about. We're going to go from talking about you know like these big heavy and Blade Runner like technology and determinism and like what yeah. is a human. We're going to talk about some fucking to... porks right now. Good versus evil. 
You know, the classic <laughs> argument. No, it would be great if Porgs turned out to be bad. Oh, God, that would be... If <laughs> that, they were just if, like... If that happened, I would I would totally flip my opinion on Porgs. There's no way. But there's, there's no, no way. There's but, zero chance. Okay, that being said, I think... So they're putting a decent amount of emphasis on Porgs. Am I, am I wrong? No, I feel like all, it's... The Porgs are all the hype. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to go online and see how much Porg stuff I can like buy. Right? Like, uh, yeah. Star Wars... That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna see. Okay, but so talk about porks for a second while I look up. I have nothing to say about. They're seagulls. I mean, <laughs> I fucking hate birds. I'm not a big fan of birds unless you can eat them. What does a pork taste like? Was uh, he eating pork? Was Luke eating porks while he was? Uh, that would. I mean, on the island there, he had to eat something uh, unless he uh, was fasting his way. You, you search for porks. And I okay, well not all clearly not all this, but two hundred and forty nine results. Yeah. There's Porg Plush, the fourteen dollars. Talking plush, that's thirty nine. There's oh, already yeah. a Porg Funko doll. There's a Porg coffee mug. There's a Porg iPhone gaze. God. Um um there's just so there's a lot okay. There's not as it's about as much as I thought there'd be. There's a lot of pork stuff. There's online. gonna be more once the movie comes out though. Oh, a hundred percent. But here's the thing, it's like that's like, all right. How There's can so we much fit? Stuff. Good lord. How can we fit a penguin in? You know, well, like that's yeah. It's part of me is thinking. I've that, heard a rumor that the porgs are supposedly force sensitive, which oh, makes me want to porgs are porgs are racist. Oh, that would be <laughs> that would actually be a nice twist. <laughs> They just oh my god, dude! Thin. There's so there's so much pork stuff that you can buy on the Disney shop right now. There's yeah, I would say I would say an upsetting amount of pork paraphernalia. I want to see a, a if there's not a pork fidget spinner by the end of November, uh, oh, yeah. they should just scrap the third one. But uh, yeah, part of me is thinking that you know maybe there will be something interesting about the porks. Maybe if you said maybe they are force sensitive, which would imply them being on that island to begin with, right? But yeah, it's again. Uh, you didn't see any uh, any of this with. with <laughs> I don't even know what to say about the porgs. I'm just not stoked on them at all. Another thing I'm not stoked about that I could give a shit about is Finn's storyline. Yeah, you tweeted that the other day. I, I just that was don't funny. care. I I'm watching the preview and all I care about is Kylo, Luke, Ray, and Snoke. And then there's like the whole thing where there's a scene where. Finn is fighting Phasma. I'm just like that. You could just cut that out. Like you could just cut out that whole storyline, and I could be totally fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not there's just parts of it. There's, that's the thing with the Star Wars is that now they're like they're bringing it into where they're. It's. I hope it doesn't get over over fluffed. Like there's over. There's too many. There's too many things. You know, I hope they don't. Over, it, it is a two and a half hour movie, supposedly. The runtime on this one is the two longest. Two and a half? Yeah. We talked about that, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's like, God. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I really don't have that much to say about. I mean, the that one, the the main trailer that came out that Ryan Johnson said that you shouldn't watch. I, I we both watched it, obviously. And yeah. the, I just don't. I mean, I don't really remember a lot of it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it's again. It's with all that's going on now compared to when the last one came out. You know, the last one came out in 2015. Like things weren't going that bad. Yeah. And you know, I feel like this, in a way, part of you know the this movie can be more meaningful in that it 
in terms of a distracting factor. Right. Because of how shitty everything is. Yeah, the world is on fire. Which is probably part of the reason why I like Blade Runner so much. Because it is so apocalyptic. And, like, yeah, the bombs fell in Oklahoma. And that's where... Or where... Oh, in Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. That's where the nuclear fallout is. Like, there's just parts of the earth where you can't go. But (laughs) the... You know? And that's just... That's just life. That's why we're on Mars now. That's why... You know? That's why the people are on nine different planets. They aren't even on earth anymore yeah it's just a you gotta get off colony exactly or to the colonies rather yeah yeah but again and like i said it's you can kind of get one of two ways in that you know what this movie does and how effective it is at distraction Mm -hmm. could make it more meaningful but at the same time it's just like yeah why why do i care about this like why why do i care what happens to ray like who are like who's ray's mom yeah I don't know, like, what about, you know, the fact that these tax cuts are gonna just make the rich richer and the poor poorer, you know? I don't know, I honestly don't watch the news anymore, so (laughs) everything you're saying to me is is a hot take in my world. I'm just, I'm done, I'm I'm done. I've given up, I'm gonna like the things I'm gonna like before the nuclear fallout happens, and then I get my own AI droid, (laughs) and uh, yeah, that's uh. That's where I stand. What what are what's some other new Star Wars shit that's come out? Um, well, I feel like the last one we did was pretty comprehensive. Now, that was uh, just the J.J. Abrams thing. Yeah. Uh, what else about the trailer? There's they showed Luke on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I liked the way the Millennium Falcon lights up on that short trailer. The yeah. sound and the and the way that it lights up is so nice. Yeah. But we'll have to come back and do The Force Awakens here yeah, soon. In a, yeah, in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks. Before. We bought tickets. I bought tickets. Yeah. That's going to be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be... <laughs> this is a great way to end a podcast. <laughs> just talking just, to, you know, like, well, I'm, I, I'm going to... What about tax cuts? I'm, I'm going to go drink some more tea drink and some go more to sleep, maybe. And just yeah. kill myself. Go see Blade Runner again and just... Just think about... Think about go out. see Blade Runner and think about the scene when... Uh, when they show Harrison Ford and he's with the dog, but imagine it's a porg instead. Right, 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 right. Anyway. All right. Interlinked. Within cells, interlinked. Within cells, interlinked. Go see Blade Runner, please, God. God just go. give them some money. Give them money. Don't give it to other people. Dude, just, Disney doesn't. Kathleen Kennedy's got five beach houses. Exactly. Don't. don't Denis Villeneuve doesn't probably have Let's a beach get house. Get more Blade Runners. I guess you don't want that, but. I would like to just dive into it a little more. We could. We could do it. <laughs> well, it's all good. interlinked. Yeah, no one's right. listening this far. This is it. Good night. 